Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to this as a very special palindromic episode of the Material Podcast, episode number 353. I am Andy Anatko. And I'm Florence Ion, and I was just thinking about how all what all of that means added together. So five <laughs> plus three is eight. Eight plus three is eleven. One plus one is two. Does that make our podcast the number two today? I don't know. I always want to do, I, I really, okay, next time this happens, I promise I will do fortune telling beforehand. Like I'll set it up. <laughs> I just thought about it right now as we started recording. So hi, sure, I'm Florence Hine. Did I say that already? Yes, you did. You did. I did. And sorry. See, the, the, only, the only kind of numerology that I ever really got into was when like I saw an interview with Mr. Rogers and he said that I'm not going to do the voice. Uh, that his weight is 143 pounds. He always makes sure that his weight is exactly 143 pounds because 143 is his favorite number because that's the letters I, one word, one, yeah. one, one letter, love, four letters, you, three letters. And I'm like, God damn it. Why do you have to be such a cool and kind and wonderful person like everywhere and every, like, oh, I miss you all over again. Yeah, I've been. I've been thinking, I've been thinking about that a lot, a lot lately. I've been thinking that because, and I didn't, uh, there's a lot of people out there who do not want to talk about what happened at the Academy Awards this last <laughs> weekend. But I do have to say that if anything, I don't want to say good, but if anything revealing came from all this chaos that was created these last couple of days because of people spouting their opinions, it's that we have gotten folks to go deep into the archives of the Oscars and bring up every single problematic moment <laughs> that we <laughs> forgot to invoke <laughs> after last weekend's events. Uh, and I was just thinking, you know, you're mentioning Mr. Rogers. And of course, Daniel Tiger is very popular in our household. Daniel Tiger being the next generation version of Mr. Rogers. We sing some of the songs now to Mona, like where we need her, you know, to not get upset like we'll do the counting song and everything <laughs> but i was just thinking like because of the whole bruce willis diagnosis that we found Ugh. about yesterday i know i'm and i'm really yeah. sorry andy made a face and it's because like it again i apologize i did not mean to come into this podcast bringing these sort of sad things to think about but it made me think about who is left that isn't majorly problematic that we can revere and so <laughs> thank god for mr rogers is really what yeah. i'm trying to say after all i that. think see i i think that a lot of us were sort of like bracing because i i i don't think any of us were expecting after he died to hear about any sort of scandal okay it's a, it's it's not like bob ross where there was that documentary and there are a couple of there are at least two or three moments in it where you're like ooh, that wasn't nice at all and but I mean, nothing, nothing that would like again. Not, he was a person. Bob Ross was again, a person. Listen, again, he wasn't. We're not fine. talking about OJ here. Okay, that's my problem. We're, <laughs> it's not that severity. Exactly. We're we're, we're not. Yeah. And um, I th I think the next milestone came like five or six years later, when it's like okay, anybody who like a month after Mister Rogers died, who like. He was he was he was a little bit overserved at an Emmy Awards banquet, and he was a bit short with the person who like was supposed to like bring him bring him his pull out his car like at the valet at the, at the venue. 
Like that, that, that you're a jerk if you mention that like two weeks after he died. Five years later, okay, this is when things this is when things will start to come out. And we are totally anticipating he's a human being. It's he's okay. It's you know I have, he would he would caution all of us to expect everybody to understand that some people have good days and bad days. And just again, he's the one who taught us that it's okay to it's be angry. True. Don't be afraid of don't be afraid of your anger. Um, That's true. But even so, it's like, no, nobody's coming forward with anything other than like more stories about how awesome he was. Or, oh, yeah, I said, I sent him a, I, I just sent him a letter like, uh, uh, you know, when I was, when I was seven. And then like when I was 15, like I realized like how much like he meant to me. So I sent him another letter and he wrote me right back and he mentioned the other letter and like, oh God, I can't, I can't, re- I can't return a text for my sister like in less than three days. So, it's, <laughs> so it's like, I, I think, I think that we kind of, we're kind of stuck with a wonderful fact that as close to sainthood as any mortal, as, as, as it's dignified to mention yeah. anybody being. And I'm sure that someone like Mr. Rogers would say, okay, look, I'm, I was just a person. I did doing my best. I'm glad that, you know. but as it's like, we're not going to see that kind of thing. Maybe Dolly, maybe, but. Oh, hold on. Wait, you just mentioned that one second. Look what was waiting for me Saturday when I got back from my hair appointment. Uh, <laughs> Dolly Parton mirror. So apparently my husband ordered this as Valentine's Day present, and it <laughs> it was back ordered. It didn't arrive until now. Yeah. This it's a picture. It's a mirror, and a picture of Dolly Parton splattered on top of the mirror, and that's about it. <laughs> yep, this took months to get to me. So, uh, regardless, listen, I love it. I have to find a spot for it. But you mentioned Dolly Parton, and it just so happens that she was on the floor over there. I'm sorry, she was on the floor. By the way. She should she should be elevated, but yeah. That she she herself would say that, honey. That's a that's a, I I don't belong. Uh, don't elevate me. Don't put me in a high up position. I haven't haven't earned it yet. Even though, of course, she has. I just put yes, her by the laptops. I need to send back. <laughs> she was <laughs> exactly. gu- she was guard. You know, taking care of them. Yeah. Anyway, um, Andy. Speaking of like things that relate to this podcast, <laughs> I very quickly would like to mention just because I have been heads down working on this for weeks. You're you're, you're on embargo mode, like all like late yesterday. There you go. There you go. Um, for the last three weeks, I have had boom, 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 boom. We've just like embargoes, and so we had the Xiaomi Twelve Pro. I forgot the names of them already. <laughs> I think it was the Xiaomi 12 Pro. I don't want to go look for it right now. <laughs> it, and it made uh, quite an impression. <laughs> it, well, the thing is, it's not available for sale, you know, immediately available for sale in the United States. So it's, I'm kind of just like, right. to me, I'm like, the phone that you can buy overseas. Um, it, it was okay. The It wasn't a bad phone at all. The OnePlus, I just did the OnePlus 10 Pro. And so I have that over here. And um I have thoughts on that and then also the motorola edge plus so now see you, you i think the other I think brands chat, <laughs> yeah like in, in in chat like you corrected me because i was because i was shocked to find out how much that motorola phone costs that like how is how can motorola be making a phone that like supposedly i know they give their like verizon is like giving them away but like supposedly is a 900 phone i don't know if they're capable of making a 900 phone unless there's like and you can pop off the back of the battery and they're like five or six hundred dollar bills in there. That's the only way that I think they could get that that working. Well, they are number three. They have the number three market share right, right now, which is 
interesting. But of course, we are talking about Motorola, which has their whole lineup of budget conscious mid-range devices yeah. that have just like propagated the earth. And Motorola is still a really strong brand yeah. all these years, just like Nokia no, is across the world. So they, they do they do they do great low end phones. I'm not I'm not knocking them at all. If this is this is just <laughs> that why, flagship. Yeah, this is this is why like especially in OnePlus as well. I'm I I know that like they it's been a long time since they established themselves as hey we'll we'll sell you an eight hundred dollar phone for five hundred dollars and it'll be just as good as any other eight hundred dollar phone that you'll find anywhere. I realize that that's how they that's how they launch themselves and they don't have to stay in that in that little cubby hole I put them in. But it's still kind of surprised to find them trying to make a flagship phone because once you put like nine hundred dollars in my pocket. I'm probably not looking for a OnePlus. Hold on. I'm going to answer you. My Tamagotchi just decided that it was... I keep trying to keep it from dying. Do you know how many times <laughs> I've administered medicine to it today? Anyway, sorry. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> I have to say, I think we should take some time in a future, maybe a bonus episode, uh, to talk about some of the interface changes between these other Android phones and like Android 12 that exists on the Pixel. <laughs> I'm just relieved that we still have choice in this ecosystem because I was a little worried for a second there that we were getting a little homogenous. So, you know. Yeah. I just I, I just wish that I, I wish that some of these makers would just go absolutely full blown not so, you know. Like, uh, like, um, mm. it's like Sam. Uh, I feel so when, whenever I use whenever whenever I look at the Samsung interface, it's fine, but it really looks more like change for the sake of change, just for the just for the sake of hey, we want people to be loyal to our user interface, not it's not a lot Google's. better now than it was back in the day. I will say they really have buttoned it down, and plus, since they realized that people were getting on them about having, you know, uh, slow updates and lack of security updates, they really yeah. kind of were like, okay, we've got to start prioritizing these things. And, but I, the other brands have their own thing as well. Like Motorola is stock, but then it has this app suite where it does all of these like extra things. You can use gestures and you could just flip your wrist and okay. turn on yeah. the camera, which is awkward. I have to say, I, <laughs> Much prefer the double tap of the power button. That's my favorite shortcut to date. Yep. Um, one thing, by the way, I love about the OnePlus phones is they still carry on that iPhone feature of the volume slider, the physical volume slider. You can go from ringer to silent. Oh, right. Yes. It is a like minor little thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say with this OnePlus, it's not, it's not a Samsung competitor. Let's put it that way. Samsung really did carve out a little space for itself, I will say. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's why I, I, I love diversity, but it really comes down to, from nearly everybody, it's do you want a Pixel or do you want a Samsung phone? And I that's, that's why I keep saying that I really wish there were uh, the, the, I, I really wish that there were uh, companies that were really going to push the envelope a little bit. Like uh, I, I watch a lot of gameplay videos, like a lot of games. Mm -hmm. I, I don't play games, but I like to watch like on YouTube mm -hmm. and Twitch and stuff. And oftentimes I'll see an interface for like an in-game device that is, wow, that would be a fun thing as an interface for a phone where it, it's exciting. It's, it's, it seems functional, obviously, because this is something that in-game, like the person with a controller has to be able to just glance at this really quickly, get the information they want, put it down 
down again. It's it's effective. I would love to see someone do an interface like that. Do it, and they, because you can you can get you can get like cheap decent phones on AliExpress for like what eighty ninety dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're if and if, three weeks wait right, but, but <laughs> like but if but if like a, a teenage engineering like if they decided to you know we're going to do a phone we're not going to we're not going to even pretend that we are designing that we're we're Apple or Samsung that we're designing from the ground up we actually just found it we we bought like 80 phones off of AliExpress we found like 3 that we liked we got got a good deal on one of them and we're designing a case we're designing a case for it and we're designing a user skin a user interface skin for it that would get my attention pretty damn quick would there would there be 80 types of Android phones i don't know if there are actually that many, actually. Well, but, uh, you, know, but, you, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like they, they, I, they, they they hooked they hooked up with a manufacturer who just would be able to build something to spec with a uh, at a price. Right, and but I only wanted to bring that up because I wish we had eighty types <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> well, I do. Before we get on with the show, I I I do have a piece of sad news. Uh, the neighborhood hip hop dance studio. Apparently, I'm not going to say they're closing. I'm saying I'm going to I'm going to guess that they were so successful that they're moving out of the neighborhood because they they're being so successful. They need a bigger studio. They big they need more space, all that kind of stuff. Pro- probably someplace closer to like the Amtrak station, so that like talent scouts from uh, the Broadway from the from the Schubert organization can easily come in, do some auditions, hire a whole bunch of people, and come back out again. All I'm saying is that the hip hop dance studio across the street, that whose windows I can actually like see from my office window right now, there are like for rent signs like in the window, and I'm I'm bothered hmm. by this because uh, I only I I, I, I did I, I have been here now for a while, like four or five years, and this mm-hmm. place this place was really wonderfully weird when I first moved here. I I only added to the weirdness of it. And little by it's not like there's a campaign to make this more make this neighborhood more boring, but over the past two or three years particularly, I feel as though I've been expected to pick up more and more of the weirdness slack. That I think that I think I'm being like jockeyed into the position as this is a perfectly wonderful, sedate, non-surprising neighborhood with one weird guy in it. And I don't think I signed up for that. I'm thinking about I'm thinking about my generation, but I'm also thinking <laughs> about people that I've seen on TikTok and just the trend to find the coolest, hippest little town. And I feel like that really burgeoned during this pandemic because, you know, people got stuck at home or people got stuck somewhere in their lives and they were like, you know, I, I need to find something that excites me. And so the normies move into the weirdos town and normalize it. <laughs> and ruins everything. Some people would call this gentrification, in which, you know, in, in a sense it is. <laughs> um, others would call it homogeny. That's something. That, uh, I just need you to keep holding that freak flag high, though, Andy, because you have to hold it for the rest of us wherever you are. I'm doing it here where I live yeah. in my suburbs because I am surrounded by a bunch of normies. Okay, so... That's why I live in a garish yellow house. I could paint it, but why? Why would exactly. I do that? It's like see, it, and as much as much complaint as 
maybe some people in the neighborhood might have. Like you'd say, okay, well, guess what? I've tr- oh, I've, we hear about whose I've house done- is ugly. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. <laughs> in See, the suburbs, but, you do. <laughs> but 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 here's the thing: you say, okay, you know what? I we've done as you asked. We, we've I, we we canvassed the neighborhood, found the most popular color of house, and we've painted our house that color. And then eight or nine months from now, when nobody can, nobody can like who's visiting like people's places can find them because you can no longer say, okay, we'll keep driving till you see the one yellow house and then turn a left or we're three day, three doors beyond that little yellow house. You can't miss it. Fine. See that this is, this is why like I'm, if I'm the one who has like the, 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 the smartphone app controlled uh, Christmas lights with cascading snowflake effect uh, lights in the windows. Okay. I, I, I'm I'm doing my part here, okay, and maybe and you, you might say, oh how garish, oh that's not. I don't <laughs> think we I don't think we can sell like eighty dollar bottles of olive oil with like that kind of that that kind of tone in the neighborhood. At some point, I'll move out, and someone totally boring will move into the space. And they'll say, oh, well, now there's the, that's a dark block. There's nothing interesting happening on that block. And this is like the anchor the anchor block of weirdness. Now we are unmoored and we're drifting over the falls into basically your beige polo shirt, Walmart right, brand Coast, jeans. Right, the East Coast version of, mm-hmm, got it. Yep, that's, I'm that's, it that's, all I'm, that's all I'm saying. I've, I've, mm-hmm. I, I feel as though, like, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I, I might have to take up this challenge. Like, well, no, no, I'm no. I see. I, that 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 seems like giving giving up. Okay, like again, That's fair. G, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He asked, "Could this would but would but this cup would pass?" But he eventually said, "No. This is this is my fate. This is my destiny. This is my obligation. It is for this. This cup is for me and for me alone." And so, if I have to. You know, now that the, now that the weather is coming back up, now that things are are kind of nice again, if I have to make sure that at two a.m. somebody hammers up like really, really intriguing but weird signs on poles that say, "Hey, you look really nice today," and with no 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 logo, no no phone number, no nothing, just for some reason people are walking around and they say, "Wow, this pole seems to think I look nice today." I wonder what happened there. See, that's you know. If I if I have to put up if I have to make traffic signs and post them randomly to indicate that the next ten to twenty yard meters of sidewalk are licensed for public dancing, and again it comes up but they just simply appear. Maybe that is what I'm here to do. Maybe this is that. Maybe this is my 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 bit of sunshine that I'm supposed to you know I'm supposed to 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 radiate into this neighborhood. Or maybe they'll pull me aside and say. Yeah, um, we bought you a houseboat, uh, free and clear. We would really like it if you lived on this houseboat instead of right where people can see you. Oh boy! Well, well, Andy. Well, no houseboats for Andy. Uh, well, again, I don't, I, I don't want. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm well. I, I wouldn't say no to a free houseboat. I'm saying that if you have a free houseboat, that I, uh-huh. I'll, I'll, I'll at least think about it. Sure. But uh, we should probably get on to today's uh, show. Uh, I've got some interesting stuff today. We're going to be celebrating the 100th release of the Chrome browser, which wow. is more than Google is apparently doing. Uh, Google has also decided to clean up Apple's mess. Good for you, Google. And uh, nearly a year after Google introduced uh, two AI learning models at Google I.O., 
making a lot of us wonder, like, you had the world stage and you want to talk about two very, very academic or artificial intelligence research projects that you can't really show an actual application for. Hey, uh, now that it's uh, end of end of March, beginning of April, they actually have a couple of good practical uses for them that they are very, very proud of. Okay, but we'll be talking about that right after this break. This episode of Material is brought to you by Pocket Casts. How good is the app you're currently using to listen to this podcast? Does it mix your music and podcast into one confusing experience? Does it have all the features you need? Is it thoughtfully designed by people that listen to podcasts each and every day? Well, why not try something new? Pocket Casts is built by podcast listeners for podcast listeners. No matter how you listen to podcasts, Pocket Casts has you covered. Pocket Cast seamlessly syncs your listening progress across iOS, Android, web, and it supports Amazon Alexa and Sonos smart speakers. With CarPlay, Android Auto, and even Android automotive support, you can listen in your car too. You can enjoy the vibrant, constantly updated discovery section too, so you can find your next podcast with ease. Pocket Cast has Apple Watch support, including offline playback for when you're jogging without your phone, plus AirPlay and Chromecast support too. It's also fun to check out your listening history and stats. And this is a clever feature. It automatically rewinds podcasts a tiny bit if it's been a while since you listened, so you can catch up easily. I have been using Pocket Cast for so many years. I think I am a lifetime member at this point. I have, uh, I think, well over a week of listening logged onto my Pocket Cast account right now. It is an important portal for me no matter what device I am on, whether I'm on a browser or whether I'm on one of my Android phones that I'm testing, I've got to have my podcasts there ready and waiting for me to listen to. And the best thing is that it syncs across the different devices. So where I left off on, let's say if I was listening on a smart display, it'll pick up from there when I get onto a phone. Pocket Cast is completely free to use, but as a listener of this show, you get some exclusive benefits. Go to pocketcast.com slash material to download Pocket Casts and redeem a six-month free trial of all the premium features in Pocket Cast Plus. And if you're already a Pocket Cast user but you haven't tried Pocket Cast Plus yet, you too can redeem this offer. Go to pocketcast.com slash material to find out more. Our thanks to Pocket Cast for the support of this show and Relay FM. Now, I, I've, I hope I didn't disappoint you, Flo. I disappointed myself because um, I, I know that we had last week we talked about how uh, uh, 353 as a palindromic episode number. We don't need a whole lot of excuses to have a cake to justify mm-hmm. buying ourselves snacks. That could have been one of them. I also really I, I did go out and uh, spend some time like working at the lab, working inside the library today. I could have like gone for a little bit further walk, uh, farther walk and gone to the bakery and bought a cake to celebrate the 100th edition of Chrome, I also let that opportunity slide by. I don't know who I am anymore. I mean, again, uh, having a whole birthday cake to myself, all I had to do was like take, put a couple candles on it, squirt like Google Chrome 100 on it with like a tube of like pre-made icing, take one picture, and then I have cake for like four days. I don't. To be fair, Andy, we have just been living through like and you know another series of trauma in our life so it's okay it's okay if you don't do the cake right now folks it's okay we'll get to it next time okay we'll get to it for number 200 for chrome right (laughs) and and (laughs) and uh, i will also like endorse uh, listeners uh, we you 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 you're on your cake plan you you have rollover cake so like any cake 
excuses mm-hmm. that you didn't exploit in March. We are recording the very last day of March. Uh, we'll roll over to April. So go ahead, go ahead, have some cake. Uh, but mm-hmm. yes, Chrome. We are uh, Google released Chrome version one hundred on Tuesday. Uh, this is after t- so the project began uh, began in two thousand six, uh, and with as uh, it as its sponsor, so to speak, Sundar Pichai project. was the one who was yep, who was who was, who was pushing it through. Uh, the first release was as a public beta in September of two thousand eight, so not a numerically fun sort of birthday, but uh, <laughs> yes, and a year that we all went into a giant crash <laughs> of the economy. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Uh, it was a great time to graduate college. Oh yes, well, <laughs> it, it, I'm, I'm, it might not have anything have had anything to do with Chrome. It might have, but, but I, that's never really been proved. <laughs> the launch of Chrome crashed a hundred universities. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, God, I I remember. Um, I mean, I re- I remember the launch, Andy. Do you remember the official launch? Yeah, they they kind of screwed that one up. They 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 had this really cool <laughs> idea. Where they're going to, uh, this is this is when like uh, Internet Explorer had already kind of kind of been spanked down by uh, the, by the uh, Justice Department and the antitrust That's case. That's right. Fire, I think Firefox was like the up and comer, or it was like the predominant yeah, browser it was the, right now. Oh, look at me! I know what I'm doing. I'm using Firefox. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it, it was. It wasn't. It was. It was. It was not yet the smug browser. It was. The fun- mm-hmm. very functional, very very powerful browser still is very nice. The uh, but so so uh, I guess they, they tipped their hand because they did something. They 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 stumbled over their own feet by doing something really really cool to explain why Google was making its own web browser and why Chrome was different from other web browsers. They had mm-hmm. Scott McCloud, this great comic book artist. He created this beautiful like book called Understanding Comics, which is just a beautiful like thick graphic novel that is all about explaining how comic books works how comic books work and how story graphical storytelling works and if even if you're not terribly interested in comics it's very very interesting so they had hey we'll have we'll have scott mcleod make this comic book that explains google chrome and why we made it and we'll print up like thousands and thousands of copies and we'll send them out to like members of the press at the appropriate time when we're ready to start shipping this but i guess they some a couple of people got got their hands on it early and so they blabbed all about it and so the 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 the, the game was afoot uh, and people still had to wait until september 2008 for the first public beta release but uh mm-hmm. that after that they they seem to have done pretty well since then they now have 62 percent of the worldwide browser market that's on all types of devices uh three times the number two browser safari which has something like 20 percent uh, and it's still meeting its original mandate which is uh, instead of the JavaScript being something that you do that that you put into a web page so that you can punch a monkey in an ad, they <laughs> they realize times. yes, <laughs> uh, people people laughed more back then. Uh, it's uh, so basically their idea was that this no 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 the the a web browser is going to be like an app delivery platform because web pages are going to be like apps we need something that runs javascript like at a very very high and elite level and as still 
if there is one browser that you want to make that you that you're sure that whatever it is is going to run in, it's always Chrome. So mm-hmm. let's it's uh, now it's still for the Justice Department of 2022, 2023, the EU of 2022, 2023 to decide whether or not Google needs to divest itself <laughs> of the Chrome browser that may be owning all of these things, Boardwalk Park Place and all the utilities. Maybe that's not a good thing, uh, but the, they're they're having a pretty good run of it, I would say. Wouldn't you think? Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I, I use Chrome. I'm, I've got the show docs here, like and inside a tab on a, in a, in a Chrome window, but this is running on a Mac and I know all of the advantages of running Apple Safari browser on a Mac that they tune the app. They tune the hardware so that it like sips, sips, sips battery doesn't like create insane thermals or anything like that. I know that I should be using Safari. I know that it's not going to be tracking me as much as in Chrome, but I just keep coming back. I, I can't I can't land on Safari and stay there. And part of it is part of it is the simple reason that I use Chrome. Chrome is so multi-platform. It's so good on so many platforms that if I'm going to have one repository of all my bookmarks, it's easily the, uh, the, the the best solution for that. But also they're not. I love that Google isn't a doesn't try to be adorable about Chrome. They realize that this has to be a functional this is like steel shelving in a garage that first and mm. foremost it, sh- it this needs to be able to support like 400 pounds per shelf without like collapsing tipping over anything like that and if it if it looks good if it's pretty that's good too but basically this has to this has to serve a function whereas apple is like for god's sakes for the for the, uh, the uh the the developer version of uh the latest version of Safari, they decided, hey, just for kicks, why don't we move the address bar like to the bottom of the window instead of the top? Like, why? Because. Mm, <laughs> yes. Not, but that's not where it goes. It goes at the top. Well, why does it go to the top? Because everybody knows the address bar in a browser. That's where we go. We look when we look to see what address it is. We don't look at the bottom. So I don't. I don't care if you think it's pretty. I'm waiting for you to update this so that you put the address bar where it belongs. You know, what's really funny is that even though we're celebrating Chrome, I'm forgetting that like I'm using it right now to do this podcast. I mean, I have our show notes open in one tab. I have another Google search in another. I have you and Google Duo. And I just think about how Chrome and you're right, because it's multi-platform, it's become this easy little plug-in vessel that I can use from any machine that I'm on to get to work. I have my two different profiles on here. I have my work profile and I have my personal profile, both of which have their own sets of bookmarks and their own sets of settings and passwords that they have saved. And it's like I just log into one account and I have one experience. I log into the other, I have another. That's not what Chrome was in the beginning when Chrome was first launched. What I saw it as was finally... I don't have to disclose what browsers my website works with anymore because everybody, <laughs> Chrome just kind of came and uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Sort of set a benchmark for just what browsers have to like offer the common user. Although to be fair, we were talking about Mozilla Firefox earlier. Remember, they were the ones that kind of were getting us to see the error of our Internet Explorer ways even though now i was just thinking about edge in the back of my mind i actually like edge i don't use it primarily though so that clearly speaks to how 
I like it, but not enough to switch to it uh, permanently. And so now I just feel like whatever we see in the Chrome browsers is a precursor to what we're getting into Chrome OS. So yeah, and so uh, uh, I I hinted before that we seem to be celebrating uh, Chrome 100, and Google is not. Uh, but uh, yeah, so they didn't Chrome 100. Well, they they really all they seem to have done with it is that they changed the logo, and I have it. I posted pasted into the show notes. It's they have the flat. they have the evolution. Yeah, 2008, which is this very very 3D glossy like segmented. You know the three different segments of 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 green, red, and uh, and yellow with the blue orb in the middle of it and then it like flattened but was sort of domey in 2011 then completely flat in 2014 and now in 2022 this is this this is why like i i like designers i'm fascinated by design but i never ever ever want to get into a conversation with a designer about why the changes between the 2014 logo and the 2022 logo which okay so you made the center spot like a little bit bigger uh, okay that's fine and like no no no. you don't understand the the des- first of all as a it's a cue for, it's a reference cue for material design and what we found is that and they will show you they'll give you this overlay of like all these lines and arcs and swirls that, the, that represent the architecture of where every line and where every thickness had to be and i'm like well i just thought that you just like clicked on the the blue part and said, make that line thicker, and then like did a save as, and you were done. No, 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 wait, no. This cost us $800,000. Andy, they did this because I'm dropping you a link in our little Slack chat. I did this because they wanted it to be more accessible. And I remember, they announced this back in February. Hmm. Subtle changes, customizing the icon. I'm getting this from Engadget to make it more at home in every operating system. Uh, let's see. Where does it say? I love doing this live and on air, don't you? Yes. Also, remove the shadows or part of the icon, opting for a more flat design. Also, change the proportions of the symbol while brightening up the individual colors that make it up. But the most impactful change the company introduced is that it's added subtle gradients to the green and red segments of the icon. Who says the company found that certain shades of those two colors produced an, a, quote, unpleasant color vibration, unquote, when placed next to each other? You can see a more apparent example of, of the phenomenon. He talks about this on his website. Either way, the result. See, I don't. Do they mean ex, do they mean accessible? Uh, not in terms of accessibility, when people who have uh, cognitive problems or vision problems or or motor problems that are they simply saying that it seems more friendly and it seems there's there's there, there's less detail to have to process. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was accessibility as in like helping people because you know that's Google. It's a big thing that they trot out we hope people so you know but that but that i mean that that is a good point because a lot of a lot of times it really is like no you you need to have more contrast because there are people who can't pick up on that subtlety there are people for whom like uh uh uh, putting those colors adjacent to each other is disruptive so you don't Mm -hmm. want to quite do that so there, there is a lot of inside baseball involved. What, what I, the, the, when I was, what I was referring to before is when, like, oh God, there, there's, there's so many, there's so many design wonks who are commentating, like throughout the history of Apple, 
that like there'll be a, a blogger who yes. otherwise is very <laughs> is very sensible and say oh there's there's a new change to the system font now here's the old letter i lowercase i now here's the new lowercase i now you notice that the dot on the i is now a a, a hemimicron higher which is more like the uh, more like the traditional really berlin grotesque this, folks. and i'm like this doesn't make any difference of any kind to anybody I'm sure that people thought about this. I'm sure that there is a design wonk somewhere inside the company that will point to this and say, you know what? I had to make so many enemies to get this put through that I will never advance at this company, but it was worth it because, damn it, I had a vision and I saw it through. You're all welcome. Meanwhile, we're all like, oh, it changed. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, I'm glad. See, I, I'm, I, I, sh- I shouldn't. I, I'm not, I, I hope I'm not denigrating like people who have, more knowledge about design than I do, which is so many people, but it's like, I don't, I it's, it's a letter. I, it looks good. It looks kind of different. Okay. But like, unless you're, unless you're going to tell me that this is, we want to make sure the people who use electronic readers for vision, for vision assistance can identify that a lot more readily that I get. Otherwise Mm -hmm. it's like, okay. So now it's, it's, I should I should stop talking. Now there, there this isn't the only feature because uh, there is a feature log uh, on the official uh, Google uh, Google page. Woohoo! Uh, so uh, get ready to enjoy uh, multi-screen window placement APIs. Uh, so yes, cool. Exactly. Uh, the and this is also the last version of Chrome to support an unreduced user agent string by default. So if you're enjoying that, if this is going to be your last chance, your last big hurrah. Uh, Web NFC, uh, the make read only method, will now allow you to make NFC tags permanently read only throughout uh, the browser. Yay! So again, huh. one, once again, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, I I oh, didn't either. That's why you that's read the documentation. The, the number of time that I have uh, I, I have made uh, made NFC tags temporarily read only, wishing against all hope, saying, "My God, I would trade three years off my life for the ability <laughs> to make an NFC tag permanently read only." I mean, I didn't sign anything, so like I've still got those three years of my life. But okay, but yeah, I just I just I, I know it's silly. It's just that like if I I am the sort of person this is this is this is my. This this is why like I'm I'm the guy who's trying to make things weird in my neighborhood. This is like well a hundred so we got to put some sort of an Easter egg in here somewhere. Right. We have to do if there's something stupid that we've been that we've all agreed for the past like three years would be a fun idea like for a feature that we've never done before because we've never really had the resources to do it or we have more important things to do. Let's have this one off the wall idea and just do it for 100. The, the only thing they're doing is that they're doing, they're inviting people to, uh, add, to contribute to the hashtag 100 cool web moments. So like from the history of uh, the, uh, from since 2008, what are the hundred coolest moments in the web? Uh, and you can go to developer.chrome.com slash 100 and there are a couple of highlights of why they they're citing the Wired magazine story. The web is dead in 2010. The Dino game, the the when you have no internet connection, 23 made its debut in right. 2013. Flash, the again punching the punching the monkey became more HTML HTML5 based <laughs> uh, in 2020. Yeah, but yeah, it's it does it doesn't seem like a, it doesn't seem like an excuse to have a cake. All all we wanted was an excuse to like definitely mark this with a cake not here andy unfortunately but that's okay because eventually when we do have the cake it will be so 
worth it. Maybe we'll do a princess cake. Ooh. What do you think? Would you be okay with that? I know it's you different mean, than what we usually do, but no. Are, are you talking about like the the kind the where Swedish stuff... princess cake? Oh, oh yes, yeah, from, yeah, yeah. From a great okay. I, I didn't. I thought you were saying princess cake, like where it's a sheet cake and they have this like layer of like edible plastic that has a picture of like one of the Disney princesses on it. But no, one of the as long as I don't have to make it, because that's that is a that is a tough. Cake I will to have make. to find you a princess cake near you that you can just purchase. But I don't mm. know. I just feel like I want a princess cake all of a sudden, even though I prefer chocolate. That's not. That's, that's, I don't know. That's, that's not a bad. That's not. A bad I thing. saw somebody on Instagram eating a princess cake the other day, and that's why it's stuck in my head now. So, and that's now good. I am duck 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 going it on Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. See, the, the problem with the princess cake though is that like. If if I were if if I were bringing a princess cake like for the buffet or for like the Christmas party or whatever, I think that I would have to like at the house before I put it in the Tupperware, take a slice out because nobody is cutting That'll into that. Ruin the entire. I was just gonna, you're gonna ruin the entire. The whole point of it is yeah. No, see, but, listen. That's, but that's the thing. Nobody is gonna want to cut into that because it's so pretty and it's not like a tub of. It's not like a pan of like Duncan Hines brownies, which are which by the way, which are fabulous. I'm not not denigrating Duncan Hines brownies. No, but I'm saying they're people. They're they're people who like. You know, if, if there's a tray of brownies, you know that you're not ruining anything by – there's not going to be like a special like, before we cut into the princess cake, I, it's our family <laughs> tradition. Ever since Goomba Nana in 1911, bake the first one as a as a cake of thanks and we all say the special per- – hey, why are there three slices cut out of it? We're supposed to – the first three slice, slices are for the, for the first three apostles. Yeah. So no, no one wants to make that kind of faux pas. Um, speaking of faux pas, it turns out that the, uh, the, uh, Chrome 100 is being celebrated in another way. It's breaking websites because a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of like websites, uh, to get the, instead of like getting the version number of what, what edition of Chrome am I running on the normal way by simply asking, they're just grabbing the last two digits. And so now they're starting some of these websites like, uh, uh, Mercedes-Benz website, apparently, uh, India's space resource organization website. It just sees it. Oh, you're you're running Chrome version zero zero. That is way out of date. I'm afraid that I can't like run on Chrome zero zero. Update your browser immediately. Uh, so that that seems like hmm. an embarrassing problem. Hmm. You, you you don't want to be caught like having done that. Mm-mm. No, jeez. <laughs> Uh, we do, we do have a better news though. Chrome OS also hits version 100, uh, and, but that's a much more significant update. Mostly, uh, there's a lot of like user facing changes to it, and a lot of them are affect the 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 app launcher, and it makes it more like the Windows uh, launcher instead of having this centered Oof. like touch based like tray that slides out. Now it kind of pops. It's left aligned, not centered. It kind of pops up out of the corner. Uh, you can rearrange them like very, very easily. Um, uh, the, so when you do a search, now you're searching also for open tabs and windows. That's nice. Voice typing has been expanded. Now you can have, now you can edit while you type just as you can on the phone. Um, the only other thing that I spotted in a couple of these articles was that the camera app can now create GIFs. Okay. Yes. Why wouldn't you do something fun like that? Think about the college students and the, and the kids who are going to get these Chromebooks. And then they can make fun little like <laughs> gifts, you know, it's, it's like a, it's a fun little thing, but also they do that 
thing anyway with like Google Photos, right? They'll take one of your videos and extract a little movement from it and give you a little gift in return, like, oh, go share this. So, you know, why not incorporate it into something somebody can make on their end? I do have to say, I thought, A, first of all, you were choosing violence by calling this a Windows-like feature, (laughs) (laughs) which is okay. Uh, I'm embracing and extending. Yeah, sure. Uh, I will say it's funny, though, because Windows 11, it moves the dock to the middle of the right. <laughs> of the area. And now what we have here, I mean, I will say that this change that Google made to the Chrome dock is so much better than what was happening before. And I haven't really been using Chrome because, you know, I got this brand new Windows laptop and I it does everything I could ever want it to do. But... That was the most annoying thing for me was the app drawer for hmm. for Chrome OS. It's it wasn't seamless. You can't like very I mean you're supposed to be able to drag and drop icons around, but it would never work that way. It would never work that way. Yeah. It was finicky. Uh, it was it was weird. But but this this does reflect that they're they're trying I guess they're they're trying to make this look more like a mainstream laptop than than ever before. Whereas before, again, again, theme of the show. Let's let's find some weirdness and let's not get rid of it, but let's tamp it down a little bit. Um, tamper it down. A brief footnote before we go to our next break, since we're on the subject of Chrome, we may as well throw it out there. I don't even know why I'm bringing it up. Uh, Google rushed out a panic update uh, of Chrome to address a high severity Chrome Zero day that was spotted in the wild. Whatever that means. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Glad to know everybody's safe. Well, okay. Well, what what that what that means is that they they found like a huge vulnerability in JavaScript implementation, which was was actively being exploited, and they rushed out this update to fix it. That you are going to be that they're going to apply to your installation, whether you ask for it or not. And it was so bad that it was we we're not going to explain like what this does, how can be exploited, or how dangerous it is because we we don't want to tip people off. Only when only in a, in a few weeks when we think that everybody has the update will we do it. But yeah, they 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 did use the words high severity to refer to that so i i i am guilty of that when i when when i see that little orange pill in the upper right hand corner that says update available like maybe i'll say yeah maybe like after i'm finished with here maybe like when i do a restart you might want to just give that a little click uh, you know keep keep the rooskies like out of your browser history that stuff like that (laughs) Uh, while you contemplate that we will take another break well, 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 well. The foot is on the other hat now, isn't it? Apple keeps saying about how Google is messing up the entire world with its cookies and tracking. And Google and Apple, we're here to, we're the blessed angels who are here to save everybody from all of that malfeasance. Well, it turns out that I don't know if you've been reading the more hysterical news sources. I try to limit myself to nothing but people who are, have the most histrionic, panic-inducing and terror-based perspective on the slightest trivial news item, you realize that now it's an epidemic of people buying Apple AirTags, sneaking them into cars, sneaking them like in a backpacks without the owner's knowledge, uh, and 
Apple not really caring if <laughs> not really caring if you're an Android user and you want to know if someone has snuck one of these trackers into your backpack or whatever. There are features inside the iPhone that they've been enhancing ever since more and more of these news stories have been popping up that yeah, it turns out that enhancing. Yeah, the 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 dudes who stole my car actually slipped one of these AirTag trackers behind my license plate and then when I parked the car overnight they knew where to go and pick it up because in the intervening 8 hours they found a buyer for it and all that sort of stuff. So, but they said, "Don't worry. If you have an iPhone, we're going to make it even harder for people to pull that off. Android well, we've already established that we're okay with you dying an early death of preventable heart oh, disease because we're not willing to make an Android version of the Apple Watch. Right. Imagine how interested we are in making sure you don't get your car stolen. Uh, right. So, but uh, according to Nine to Five Google, who again one of the one of these sites that routinely every time there is a Google posts a new thing to Google Play has to tear it apart, looking for little indications that there might be infrastructure for a future feature uh did a teardown uh, of uh, one of these apk files and found suggestions that google might be building uh bluetooth tracker detection right into android uh, they found that uh, it references a f- new feature that's been unannounced uh, called unfamiliar device alerts uh, a a status indicator or pop-up that says quote tag detected unquote apple tags and tile tags are explicitly mentioned uh there mm-hmm. is a reference to an ability to ring the tag from the phone saying oh you might be able to ring it we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll try to make we'll try to ring the tag but that might not work um 95 google later uh, kept playing with it and managed to enable like this new uh, quote, unfamiliar device alerts sec- unquote section in the safety and emergency settings uh, section so the suggestion here is that just like how every single iPhone can uh, recognize when there is an unknown Apple uh, AirTag that's following uh, this fo- this phone around that doesn't seem to belong to the owner, it was well. You don't have to do a scan. You don't have to load an app like you have to do on Android and, and do it to look for this stuff. That maybe it will just simply say that anytime there's an unidentified Bluetooth device that seems to be following you around. Uh, it will alert you to that, and apparently seems to be. If according to the user interface that they've they've uncovered, it will even work if someone is like drop their earbuds, like and trying to use that as a tracker or something like that. Any any unrecognized Bluetooth device that should that is not paired to the device that is not owned by the owner, uh, it will simply say, "Oh, by the way, it seems to be that there seems to be something following you," which is good. This is this is exactly the way that like the whole industry should be responding yeah. to this, having something OS based. Because it's, I don't, I, I, I'm sure that this isn't as big a problem as it's being made out to be. Because this, this is the sort of thing that if you are responsible for filling out like a local evening newscast, this is something that you put bumped right to the top of the list. Because people will stay tuned through four car commercials if they find out that how to find out if someone is tracking you with a gadget available at every Apple store. But it's nonetheless, the new stranger danger headline. I'm sorry to say, uh, right. not because I'm not trying to like mitigate the actual danger that these things are, because. I will remind everybody who's listening to this podcast that one of the first people to actually report on this was my former coworker and now former podcast co-host, my other podcast, Caitlin McGarry. She'd written about it yeah. for Gizmodo and how she had done the test herself on her husband. And um, we knew for a while that these things could could do that. But because TikTok, YouTube, <laughs> you know, 
more folks have caught on. The local news is now saying that like this is getting, you know, people's ears perked up. That's why we have all of these stories. But God, am I so like, do I feel extremely validated or I guess vindicated when Google does something like this? It is like, why yeah. don't we just build it in since obviously Apple's not going to do anything about it? Yeah. And get, uh, particularly because the, the, I get worried when like uh, uh, the, the knuckleheads discover something like if if someone is uh, if someone is an actively motivated like bad person they there there are a yeah. hundred ways they can like for, for how less nice than 50 of you to bucks. just refer to them as knuckleheads and not something worse well, no, well i admire no, your restraint well <laughs> let, 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 to distinguish the two is like when i when i lock up my bike like I, I know when I walk away from it, I know that it might not be there when I come back because mm -hmm. if it's a professional bike thief or someone who's just – that's one of the things they do. They know how to get through any lock. Yep. Uh, they probably have a, cord a cordless grinder and they, they – they are pretty sure that they can spend a minute grinding through like this lock. They can spend five minutes grinding through two locks if they want to. The, the, when I lock it up, it's basically to, again, protect it from knuckleheads who are, who might be saying, Hey, look, free bike. <laughs> hey, look, I'm riding a bike. Hey, look, I'm, look at, Hey, Hey, watch here, here, here. Take my, t fill, get record me for TikTok while I throw this over this, this highway underpass. <laughs> you know, that, that's what I'm talking about. And so when you get to, when you get to people who are, again, the knuckleheads were like, Hey, guess what? I was following around, uh, like my girlfriend. Cause I put this, I heard that you can put this air tag, like in somebody's purse or in their car. And then you could just like find out where they were. <laughs> it's like that's now, now that this is knucklehead, knucklehead level technology. Right. Now we need to have this sort of stuff built into stuff because, uh, again, people who are it's it's it, these are the people who like scratch and and paint windows like on the subway. It's like, wouldn't it be nice if you decided not to do that? Like we we could have like not a filth filled window to look through, but no, you decided that. Oh, look, I put my name on this window. <laughs> That's these the again knucklehead. So we we need knucklehead uh, defense. Um, <laughs> Now, I hope you uh, this now. Actually, now we now before we go though, let's talk about uh, what we one of the things we teased about that uh, at Google I/O last year. They talked about uh, two new like language under comprehension uh, models, the artificial intelligence they put together. One called Bert, the other called Mum. Without being Bert really and mommy, Bert and Mum, uh, two. <laughs> After, it sounds after, like you would call mummy and her, you know, her new boyfriend, Bert. Mummy and Bert. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but so they were not really specific about how exactly this would turn into like a really, really great feature for uh, for actual like users of Google search. Uh, but they came out today or yesterday with a couple of different examples of what they're using, what they're implementing Bert and mum for. Um, there's, they talk about Bert, about how it's it's improving search results by uh, avoiding giving the presented user with what you might call quote unexpected shocking content unquote this has been a long standing problem that was first identified widely in 2013 that because google search is based on just words that they find the, the, the google search algorithm is not 
was at the time not very smart. They just noticed that there are some words that are commonly next to other words, and that's how they they link uh, a search term with a with a with a target. And so, if someone was uh, talk, so so if uh, a, a teenager uh, did a search for like black girls, they might f- get links, lots of links to pornography or Latina teens. Uh, this mm-hmm. was another uh, famous famous search that uh, obviously this is something that they uh, that Google wants to correct. So uh, with thanks to Bert, they're saying that they're uh, they're uh, improving uh, the avoidance of these things. It understands in context of uh, that are related to like things like ethnicity, sexual preference, gender, so that you're if you don't if you're doing a search that does not seem to be intended to find sexist and racist. Uh, sexist racist uh, results it will be at least 30 percent less likely uh, to connect you to that which is an improvement good for that um maybe a little bit more affirming however is how they're using mum um already if you do a search for uh, uh an explicit search i don't i i I'm trigger warning here uh for people who are in personal crisis that if you find yourself in a very, very bad mental state, uh, if you do a search for, again, trigger warning here, uh, how, what, what, are pain, what, are the, what are painless ways to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to mm-hmm. end your life? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Already Google understands that, okay, this is someone that we need to connect to like crisis counseling and crisis resources. You will get, uh, you will get a search, you'll, you'll get an info box that says, here are resources if you're thinking about suicide, if you're thinking about harming yourself. Uh, if you're in an abusive relationship, here's resources and people who can help. Uh, if you have drug addiction, if you've got here are here is information that will help you through this problem that you're having. However, not all of these searches are explicitly for the thing that you're looking for. Like, what if someone is thinking? What if what if someone is saying? What time is? Uh, what 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 uh, what time of day? is the golden gate bridge like not being observed or not being patrolled very heavily mm. uh the mum algorithm mm. can understand that from context that that could be somebody who is looking to action on some uh, very very bad thoughts and that will also uh put together a here are some resources here's some crisis counseling so basically it can it can better sense when uh, you're doing an adjacent uh, a search that's adjacent to something that might indicate that you are in crisis and that you could use some good valid uh, sources of help that is wild just yeah. the whole thing that you just said i mean thank you to everybody anybody who like listens to that whole thing but just the way they programmed this like how it has to think about a person's search terminology and the pattern of search and the words that they are typing you know uh in succession like yeah how that's, to, how, 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 to, really how, interesting. To, how to hide bruises like how to think things that are like i didn't they didn't actually go to search for hey i i think that i'm in a bad place and i need some help where do i get that help but if you're ways to intuit that this person could use some of these resources that's this is we, we try to be very even-handed with Google Health hell last last week. We did an entire show themed on Google screwing up and doing bad things because everything is awful. Uh, but I I do like the I do like that I routinely see them improving tools like search this way, where doing v- things that are very complicated that are not easy to do, but nonetheless can have a very dramatic positive impact. It's, it's almost as if they understand and appreciate that. As the f- first face you meet when you go onto the internet, 
they have a, an opportunity to either dramatically create a bad situation uh, in how you do the search uh, or create a dramatically positive situation uh, because people just use that to take the next step of things that they're thinking about, whether it's, Hey, I want to, I want to f- uh, fix a squeaky fence to, you know, how many movies was, I, I, I need to know like what movie was it where Don Knotts turns into a fish, but they're also much, much more serious, like uh, things like, uh, again, I'm uh, I'm a teenager and I'm navigating questions of my identity. You know, I'm uh, all, all this sort of stuff. If, if that's the person that if, if Google search is a person that people come to, to ask questions of, mm. you need to have a kind, caring and thoughtful ear listening. And they keep trying yeah. to make Google search more kind, more caring, more thoughtful and least and more, uh, more, uh, give give you the results you're looking for but not be an active agent in doing something bad if it can possibly put it out there be, be programmed Facebook. the right way from the get go basically right. be programmed like a like the way a good person will respond to somebody somebody who people do come to that's what that's sort of how i'm thinking about it i mean i my cynical little brain is thinking about how this would be marketed to <laughs> the to the common folks. But then I'm also thinking about how the way the internet has just been sequestering into, uh, into bits here and there. Like you have very conservative schools of thought that are branching out into their own sort of like internet hole over here. And then, you know, you have the very like progressive parts of the internet and then you have these sort of like everybody uses them. I don't want to say neutralizers, but you know, what is that? Google and Bing, you know, that big search engine, Bing. <laughs> and Yandex. <laughs> oh my God. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> After everything that we yeah. have found out. But um, I'm just glad that there's somebody on staff at Google who is making sure that some good things, some good things are being programmed or I shouldn't say good. I should say some humanity facing abilities are being programmed yeah yeah i mean again it's a it's a sense of responsibility and we're, we're getting to the end of the show so i'm not going to go on a 20 minute tangent but it's like um this is this is uh, there, there are a lot of individual steps into adulthood one of which is knowing that every interaction you have with another human being is an opportunity to either do a lot of good or even accidentally or out of ignorance do a lot of harm and that was one of the that was one of the reasons why, as I you know, I grew up with Letterman and a lot mm-hmm. of like sarcasm based like <laughs> comedy, and so I'm not. Uh, it it took me a while to beat that kind of like response out of my own head, where I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna say hey nice hat what ha- what happened like you 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 managed to get it before it fell into before it like went into the sewer but you already a truck like ran over it. Huh? Instead, the thoughtful thing to say is that, wow, uh, it's what happened to your hat. It looks like uh, you had some trouble there. Uh, uh, that's a bad, <laughs> that's a bad example. But the, the thing is, like, uh, I've you, you, you never. That's actually you, something I got called out for in junior high. By the way, I told somebody that her hat looked really bad on her, and she she said to me, "This was in seventh grade." She said to me, "Why would you say that? That makes me feel so terrible." And it was yeah. like, it was that was like a core memory for me. Oh, that man. I was being that. Oh my God! I did something and I hurt somebody. So that was a very good analogy. 
<laughs> that unlocked a memory for she me. She was so mature saying, here is how, here is what you said uh, uh, right on the spot. Here is At how what you said made me feel. 13 years old, which that is like is, the worst that, time of life for yeah. a girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, see, this is, this is why like uh, I, I enjoy, uh, uh, I don't know how you feel about the Linus Tech Tips channel. Uh, I think I think they do some. Really, I don't really watch good... it. I will say okay. that. Okay, I think they do some really really good work. The male to female ratio amongst the staff is pretty much what you think it is. That's partly and... why it's kind of hard to put in my roster. Yeah, just yeah, being exactly. honest. <sighs> and so there's and so there's like a lot of. Uh, uh, there's a lot of male energy, like when two or three hosts are like do, are building a PC together, or what they they have this series that I really really enjoy, where they got sponsors, but sponsored by Intel, where they got like 60, 70, 80 people like in the organization, and so like every few weeks, like one of them one of them gets a five thousand dollar budget provided by Intel to do an extreme tech upgrade. That's nice. So, exact exactly, <laughs> and it's and it's really and it actually is really cool because you see a lot of like different priorities where actually like i have a pretty good gaming pc already but like my home entertainment i really like to have a place where like mm-hmm. where like i and my uh, my my kid my uh, and my spouse can like watch tv we right. don't have a good entertainment setup or i want to i'm trying to like lose weight and I, I want to like do a lot of vr stuff uh and it's 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 a lot you see like you see the personalities of these people come through because they're not like oh look i'm gonna i bought like five thousand dollars with the marshmallow peeps <laughs> it's no they, they 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 do this very very thoughtfully but the energy between like the men here like oh, oh oh my god i can't i can't believe that you have all this dust dog on this back show. oh my god you you made these shelves out of like lumber that you just found someplace like what are you a dumpster diver or something and you can and you can tell that like again it's male energy. You can tell that they don't mean to insult each as an insult. This is like how they choose to communicate with each other. But you never. The thing is, you never know when uh, someone is just having a bad day. Yeah. And the last and the last. It's, it's not. It's not as though like this is going to be what sends them into drink. But like uh, again, if someone if, if if the difference between someone saying, "Oh, uh, Andy, your I'm sorry, your 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 fly is unzipped. You might want to check that." And someone say, "I oh, look at X Y Z. Examine yeah. your zipper." <laughs> like again, perhaps you could have been kind. That was the one thing that, like, okay, everything is awful. I should not have got out of bed today. I'm going to correct that right now by going right back home, getting into bed, and hoping that today, tomorrow, works better. And so that's that's the sort of stuff when I when I talk about how, again, every interaction is an opportunity to either be a force of good in this, an interaction of good in this person's life, or perhaps an interaction of bad it's it's when you when when you when you pick up your takeout order if you're the one person that smiles and Mm -hmm. says something nice and is patient and said no i can see you're overworked uh please take your take your time i got i got plenty of time to wait you know as opposed to even if you don't intend to be the person who like you you, you just find yourself going (sighs) unbelievable and not without directing at that one person it's like then you're just like the latest person that has yep communicated that i the Piled server on. have let someone else down and that's that's what i'm getting at and that is andy's that is andy's incidental sermon for this week's episode of the material podcast well before we close out can i quickly bring something up since Please. i feel like uh you mentioned letterman and so i just wanted you know because we started this episode with me unfortunately mending mentioning the thing that happened this last weekend because as a result of that all of i finally saw I have never seen this before. The extended 
I was mentioning, people were posting things from the past. The extended Andy Kaufman bit <laughs> on Letterman, where he comes in a he's in a neck brace and he has this feud with this wrestler. I wasn't like Jerry entirely. Logan. Okay. You kn- you know about this. Okay. I'm not like entirely into who was into the video, but I watched the whole, I watched the whole, the whole thing. And I, cause, because I started watching taxi, it took me down a little Andy Kaufman. <laughs> like who is this person that I kind of missed out on? So anyway, I just wanted to offer a little slight story. And I thought of you too. While I was, I was like, I should probably tell Andy that I saw this. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. See, I, I get, I don't, I don't regret, I don't regret growing up on on Letterman because my God, that guy was funny. And also it was kind of nice. It's kind of, he was the anti uh, Mr. Rogers where at the end of the day, you get home, yes. you get home from school and you have this very nice, positive like you know things it's uh, your emotions are can get the the best of you but you know it's a hard, it's a it's a hard life but there are people out there who love you you are special you have value and at the end of the day with this grumpy guy who's like making up eighty eight million dollars a year and is like so grumpy to, to be there some nights where <laughs> they're there it's uh, a they, hard they, job it, it is Put a hard on a job show and, every and, single day oh my goodness oh yeah no and, and, and part of and part of it was like the entertainment of like <laughs> them realizing that I was just before like recording uh, they they re- they relaunched like the David Letterman like YouTube channel like now right. they, they they've always had the rights to like all the stuff that all the video that they had but now they're really doing it like as a, as a channel and so <laughs> by viewer request they had the, the a segment that they did like a running thing all night long where they had they they paid forty one thousand dollars. To like have the one of these like huge like pumpkin air powered pumpkin cannon cannons of the kind that's like it's on a flatbed and like it could launch a pumpkin like a, a half a mile or a full mile yes and do these contests and it was and apparently it wasn't until like they got it all set up that like the producers realized that oh well and, and they they set it up so it was firing like pumpkins across the Hudson River like towards New Jersey and <laughs> like and apparently it wasn't until like they'd really committed to this that they realized that oh. Well, like it's it's the like late winter, and so we record from we we tape from like five to six, so it's going to be pitch dark outside, so no one will be able to see where any of these pumpkins go. And we just spent forty one thousand dollars just just to watch just to watch this cannon go, and then take it take it take my word for it, a pumpkin like left the cannon, and nobody does bits like that anymore, man. They're just. <laughs> And, and and in a way, and you know, they didn't plan it that way. It's just that how things turned out. But it's like, it was, you, you know, that, it like, makes it hilarious because it's just yeah. one of those bits. Yeah. You just do it for the sake of doing it. And then you yes. just laugh that we yep. did it and this is what's happening. <sighs> anyway. Uh, anyway. Thanks well, for indulging me. No, no. Again, it was, it was a good indulgence. Uh, not as good as indulging like in a big old, I, I'm going to make a reminder for myself to find another excuse to get cake because I haven't mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've, uh, I've, I'm, I'm, my, my COVID rehabilitation is like on track. I'm leaving, the, I'm leaving the house and working outside the house regularly. That's, that's right. fine. That's, right. but I'm still like, I, I'm not at the place yet where like I'm attending birthday parties and weddings on a regular basis. So my, I'm still have mm-hmm. very limited access to cake and I feel as though I have to like that's now fair. once a month, like put it on the calendar where like you are allowed to like buy cake because I think that. See, I, I don't want my tolerance for cake to hmm. like be diminished, so I don't want to go Maybe into like some sort of something. a sugar spike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so anyway. Uh, what's, what's what's coming up for the next week that uh, you want our listeners to know about? 
Well, you can always go to flowrights.tech. That's my special little URL that I have for my uh, landing page over at gizmodo.com where you will see all of the phones that I've been reviewing. So head over there and don't forget about gadgets too, by the way. That's my other podcast. Please listen. And an excellent podcast it is as well. Um, I'm, however, I'm still stuck in terrestrial radio because that's my, my comfort zone. Uh, <laughs> if you go to wgbhnews.org, you'll be able to hear him on tomorrow as we record Friday at 12:30 in the afternoon, uh, talking for weeks news and tech. Uh, and WGBH Studios at the Boston Public Library. Hopefully, if I don't oversleep again this time. See, this this is this is an, this is another problem tunity from like COVID, where. Uh, in the intervening like two years, because they had to, they figured out like how to connect to like the mixing board, like through Skype or through like mm-hmm. Zoom or whatever. So uh, I, I it's, it's not like I, I would previous pre-COVID, if I did it remotely, it would be over the phone and that would suck. And so, no, I don't want to do that. So I'll definitely come like into coming to the city like every week to do it. And not, but now it's like uh, I could like my day would be so much simpler if I just like did nothing until like 12:20 and then just simply moved to this chair had all my notes on two big screens in front of me uh and see and, and also also in, from home yeah but see I'll see the other problem is that in the intervening two years like a whole bunch of commuter rail and train schedules like changed so that maybe pre-covid like the ideal train to take would like pick me up like three uh, station, three miles from my house, like at nine 20 in, in the morning, which is doable. I, I'm not a really a morning person, but certainly doable. Uh, and if I missed that, I would still have, if I'm on a 1230, I would still have two opportunities before, uh, before I'd have to say, okay, I guess I'm just going to take a, take an Uber all the way into Boston. It's going to cost me like $90, but oh that's God. what I get for, that's what I get for oversleeping. Now, unfortunately, if I'm on at twelve thirty, that's my really uh, I have that's really my one and only chance. And if I miss that, it really is either do it from the studio at home, which is perfectly fine because for the radio listeners, it'll be perfectly digital, crisp and clear. You have a lovely microphone, lovely mm-hmm. studio, uh, or again ninety dollars to take an Uber <laughs> all the all the way into Boston. And I'm not sure if I ever want to do that. So it's so it's like it's. I could, I could, in the, in the olden days, I could sort of guilt myself into like, if, you know, if I was too, if I took too long, like out of the shower to like get dressed and stuff like that. Or, you know, if I decide, oh, maybe I should just like make myself like a bagel before I go. So I have a real breakfast and I'm, I just, I'm just a little bit too late. Like, oh, well, you know what? Congratulations. You just made things really complicated for yourself because now you're going to have to uh, take a $20 Uber to let go into this closer city where you can catch like a slightly later train because the next train doesn't even stop at your station. So guess what? Guess guess what we're doing now? We're going to take the money we we would have spent on a nice lunch and maybe like a couple of used records and we're going to spend it correcting our stupid mistake because we couldn't get out of bed early enough <laughs> now now but now it's like eh. everyone call andy tomorrow to yeah. sure. How, although this podcast will come out after so yeah. unfortunately but so 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 now like the, tra- the train i kind of have to make is like uh, leave, i have to leave the house by like 8 15 so like if if it's if it's 8 10 this this is what's happened like a couple of weeks in a, in, in a row like if it's 8 10 and like i've got my pants on i haven't like put on my shoes yet and i haven't checked my laptop bag to make sure i have everything i need i can be like i'm not gonna make the train you know what i may as well like change back my pajamas go back to sleep for another three or four hours 
<laughs> and be and and just like go and, and do it remotely because I now I can just sleep for another three and a half hours. Hashtag it's a bad work thing. From home. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, but that's listeners, that's not your problem. That's my problem. Uh <laughs> I hope you have a lovely seven days between now and then. Thank you for listening to us for this, for this amount of short time we had together until then stay safe, stay healthy, stay happy. Bye-bye. Bye everyone.